Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Why don't you greet the person seated next to you and just greet the person saying, hi, hello to that person. Why don't you greet that person this way? Good morning, good looking one. Welcome to Victory Davao. It's a joy to always worship the Lord together. Um, I always get excited just to wake up every Sunday morning. Uh, this morning, I woke up, I prayed, uh, prepared my coffee, reviewed my notes, and then I just and uttered a prayer of thanksgiving, thanking the Lord for how He has been so faithful, not only in our lives, but especially to our church, seeing every single one of you growing in your relationship with God, seeing every one of you uh, continually striving, and even there are moments of, of struggle, you're still keeping the faith. You see, in this world, there will always be times that it's going to be difficult. But what makes, what gives life much sense is understanding that we have a God who is faithful, who is for us, who loves us. Tell the person beside you, you are loved. And I believe that one of the best places to experience the love of God is really in His church. And just before anything else, I just want to quickly uh, give you an update. Last Friday, after two years of not having a youth service, we launched our youth service. Okay? That's after two years. And how, how many students attended? Like 500 students, no? 5,000, okay? And we fed 5,000 people. But kidding aside, there, there, uh, there were like uh, almost 100 students who who attended the youth service, and it was a joy just to see students really energized and for them to just really worship the Lord. At the same time, yesterday, uh, one of our campuses, uh, one, our, camp, our campus missionaries held a, a well-being seminar for some students in partnership uh, with one of the campuses here. And it was a great time of just really connecting with students and really leading them to the Lord. And so you see, I want us to understand that as a church, we are committed in reaching out to the next generation. The next generation, they're not the future church. They are the church right now. And they're not a side issue. That's why we are really committed of, of really um, really building a church or, or really um, having a church where the next generation have a place to serve, where they have a place to really fulfill God's purpose for their lives. And we're really excited for that. Are you excited to see the next generation of preachers, pastors, campus missionaries? Yay! Come on! I'm really, really excited for that. Um, seeing the kids in our kids' church, lagi akong na-excite because one day, probably the future pastor of Victory Dabo are currently listening to the Word of God there. That's why thank you for really partnering with us. Amen? We're starting a brand new series entitled, We Your People, and this series talks about the church, us, God's people. Now, let me share with you a trivia. Maybe for most of you, you don't know this, but medyo malalim po ito na trivia. Did you know that most of the people who live in Africa are Africans? Did you know that? No, oh, now you know. Second trivia. Did you know that you'll find most Filipinos in the Philippines? But getting aside, there's something about um, our traits, our culture that somehow reveals who we are. In fact, our citizenship represents our identity. That's why we have our passport, we have our IDs, we have whatever it is that we have for our identification, for people to actually know us. I remember when, when I went to Macau the first time to lead a 10 days missions trip there. And I was really amazed that most of the people who works in the different hotels are Filipinos. So imagine, alam mo na CR ka, and then you're, you're, uh, you're washing your hands, and then biglang may tatawag siyo, kabayan. And then you would, uh, you would pass by the casino. Hindi po ako nagka-casino, okay? It's just that when you go to these hotels, you would pass by, and then there are like, kabayan, gusto mo ba ng sandwich and iced tea? And you're like, libre ba? Gusto mo pa na, and then they would, gusto mo ba ng pasta? I'm like, Sure. And just going in these different countries, when we went to Dubai, parang Pinoy, parang, parang talagang Pilipinas. That you don't even, when you, when you go and buy in the different shops, you don't even have to speak the language there because there are just so many Filipinos. 
and looking at how unique our identity, our citizenship is, I also realized that as a church, we are a citizenship. That there is an identity that God has placed for us. The problem is that as a church, as the body of Christ, sometimes our identity has become so shallow that we have failed to understand who we are in Christ. That's why if you look at the church, there are dysfunctions that's happening. There are identity issues. Sometimes when you look at the church, the image has become distorted. For some, for some churches, it has become different. That's why there are so many people who are allergic with church because they have been hurt in church. They've been offended in church in a place where, it's, where they're supposed to experience love and grace and harmony, forgiveness. Sometimes what they experience in church is judgment, discrimination. And sometimes the church has become an unhealthy place to be in. Butin lang hindi ganun Victory Davao, babait nyo eh. But looking at the world that we live in right now, the world is trying so hard to change the image of the church from a church that's supposed to be pure and blameless and represents Christ for what He has done. And sometimes the church is, become like, is becoming like the world. That the church has started to embrace the culture of the world. That we started to, to think like the world. That we started to act like the world. That we started to sound like the world. Even to the point that sometimes people, when they would go to church, they would simply say that, ah, dapat kasi yung tumatayo yung balahibo ko. Dapat yung songs na kinakanta, dapat yung favorite song ko. And sometimes we would bring in our preferences to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And would, you would even demand and say, Pastor, you need to do these things so that we will stay in church. But I want us to be reminded today that we are God's church. That Jesus is the head of the church. So yes, there are things that we do for us to, be, to have order in how we do things in accordance to scriptures. But let us be reminded that this is not ultimately our church. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there will always be a tension of how we perceive church. The good thing is, despite of how messy the world is, the church stands. Because this church is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why this series aims for us to understand and for us to be equipped of what, of, of, of what Christ has done and what His intention is for the church. And you see, here's what I want us to understand. Our identity in Christ matters most in a world that is broken and lost. The world is broken. The world is messy. That's why as a church, our identity in Christ matters most. And this series about knowing who we are in Christ, that we are His church. That the body of Christ of which He purchased His blood with. You see, the church is God's people who, are, who share the same foundations that is established in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why whether we're here in our assembly hall, or in kids' church, or in our youth services, it's all the same. We want people to be aligned in who God is. We disciple students, we reach out to the kids because they're never too young to know God and serve God. You see, when we talk about discipleship, alam niyo victory? This, victory is never about growing the church. We're never about uh, church strategies that will grow the church. That's never been our aim. Our goal is to always see people become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you, you could see this very big um, tarp here, signage saying that discipleship never stops. That not even the pandemic should stop us from following Jesus. And discipleship is aligning our identity in who Jesus is and His plans for us. That's why when you look at Matthew chapter 4, 19, when Jesus said, come follow me, it simply means that we are to place our identity in him. And today, I would want for us to, to, to understand the beauty of the church and how Christ established his church. Let's open our Bibles. Can we all stand up? And I want us to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. We'll be reading verses 13 to 19. Matthew chapter 16, we'll be reading from verses 13 
to 19. The Word of God says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And then whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Lord, for establishing your church, for establishing this church. Lord, it, it frees us from any performance mentality that we have to work so hard, Lord, to attain our salvation. But because, Lord, you are the head of the church, Lord, where there's truth and grace, Lord, thank you for adding us into this family. Not just, Lord, in, in, in Victory Davo, but, Lord, to the universal church. And so I pray, Lord, that you, just, that you would just give us a revelation of who you are. Lord, that you would prepare our hearts, God, that even as we um, listen to your word, as we receive your word this morning, change us, transform us. And Lord, we pray, that, Lord, our, our, our goal, God, our heart is to glorify you in everything that we do. Above all else, be glorified. So Lord, have your way. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Give us understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated, everyone. If you would read the Gospels, you would see how Jesus performed miracles after miracles. Not only that, Jesus fed thousands of people and people were like, wow, this must be the Messiah. And what happened was, if you look at Matthew, you would see the story there where there are a lot of uh, people who follow Jesus because he's someone who really, not only did he talk about God, but he was demonstrating the power of God. And what, more than just that, what happened was that there were Pharisees and Sadducees. They were saying, oh, this guy must be a prophet or maybe he must be a false teacher. And so what the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees did was to approach Jesus. When you talk about Pharisees and Sadducees, these were like religious experts of the law. And so they approached Jesus and saying, can you perform a miracle for us? And Jesus said, you wicked people, all you ever look for are signs. And so Jesus rebuked them. And so by this time, Jesus, despite of him not wanting to be known, na hindi po siya makilala ng mga tao, what happened was people started to follow him because of the signs, miracles that he had been performing. And so I want us to understand that there were disciples who followed him. And so wherever Jesus would go and do ministry, what, what, what would happen is that Peter and the rest of the disciples, they would see up close what Jesus had been doing. Now, in this very passage that we have read, now, sabi ito, now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, now, Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi is a district, it's a place where there are so many gods that people worship. In fact, you would see that there's like certain walls that all you ever see are idols, different gods that people go to to worship. Now, imagine the, the, the setup here. In this very place where people worship different idols, that they see different gods, so many of them. And then, yet Jesus would perform miracles. Now, in this very situation, he was talking to his disciples. And this is what Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say I am? Ano mong sinasabi ng mga tao about me? And it's very interesting that Peter said, some say, everyone say some say, some say that you are a prophet. Some say that you are John the Baptist. Others, Elijah. Others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. In short, yung source nila mga marites. Sabi nila, <laughs> ganito ka daw. Sabi nila, ganito daw. And I realized that for so many of us, our, our, our knowledge and our understanding of who Jesus is, is so shallow. Sometimes we get our source of doctrine and theology in Instagram, 
in TikTok. We get our source of knowledge of theology and doctrine from the wrong sources. No wonder that a lot of Christians, they live dysfunctional Christian lives. Because the best place to know God and to experience God is in His Word and in the church. Because if you look at what God has enabled for the church to do, it's a place where, yes, we get to listen to the Word of God, but at the same time, we apply the Word of God. Our problem is we minimize who Jesus is. And we listen to this, some say, to these people whom we think they know certain things, but they actually don't. I was reading an article this week, and in that article, the author was saying that there are spiritual conversations happening around us all over. Even people who do not know God, they're having spiritual conversations. When they talk about their anxieties, when they talk about their fears, when they talk about their fear of the future, when they think about their relationships, they're starting to, to ask the questions, how can we go past this? How can we experience healing from our depression? How can we experience joy? Where can we find satisfaction and fulfillment? What is the purpose of life? And all around us, people are having spiritual conversations. The problem is, most of the time, according to the survey, that almost 90%, their access to this spiritual knowledge is not the church. It's not even the Word of God. In short, people go to these influencers who have little knowledge about God. Where sometimes people would say, as long as you put your faith in Jesus and you do good works, then you must be saved. You know what, church? You can actually be certain with your purpose in life. You can be certain with the eternal life that God has promised us and it's not based on our good works. It's not based on human righteousness, why we are saved, but it's because it's based on what Christ has done on the cross. Our knowledge and reverence for God has become too shallow. That's why a lot of Christians, they lack conviction. Here's one truth that I want us to understand today. If we are not worshiping Jesus wholeheartedly, then that's not worship at all. Pastor, I go to church. If you're not worshiping Jesus wholeheartedly, that's not worship at all. That's why this question that Jesus asked, who do people say I am? Maybe that's something that people had to wrestle with the Lord. But then Jesus asked this next question, Peter, who do you say I am? And this is a question that we all need to be confronted with. And Jesus asking us, who do you say I am? You just can't say, napanood ko dati sa teleserye, si Jesus, bro. And a lot of times, we, we try to minimize who God is. We have to understand that Jesus is God. That Jesus is the Messiah. That Jesus is Lord. And you see, your eternal destiny hinges on getting the, 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 the question right. We need to have the right answer to the question when Jesus would ask, uh, ask us, who do you say I am? And this is, what the, this is what Peter said, you are the Christ. When you talk about the Christ, it means the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Understand this, a clear conviction of who Jesus is leads to a wholehearted worship. A clear conviction of who Jesus is leads to a wholehearted worship. You see, genuine worship comes from understanding of who He is according to scriptures. And there are so many things that the Bible talks about who Jesus is. That yes, He is 100% God. That He is 100% man. Hindi po siya half-half. Hindi po siya, ano yung kalahatingan na lumilipad? Hindi po siya ganun. Jesus is 100% God. He's also man. So hindi po siya nagtatransform na tao, uh, tao, Diyos, tao, Diyos. No, He is man, but at the same time, He is God. In the same way, He is the third, He's, he's, 
He's part of the Trinity. He's the second person in the Trinity. And there's so many things that we can understand about Jesus in accordance to the Scriptures. You see, Jesus came willingly to fulfill His Father's plan, which is to save mankind. And in Christ, we have received our forgiveness and we have been redeemed. That's why we can now experience all the things that God has intended for us, all the spiritual blessings, the purpose of God, what it means to be a child of God. The problem is sometimes we come to God for the benefits. There's this book that I've read. The, the title of the book is Cat and Dog Theology. Sino dito ng pusa? How about ng aso? Now, I'm not here to, to let you compete or is this not even about which is a better pet. But there's this quote in that book where it says here, a dog says, you pet me, you feed me, you shelter me, you love me, you must be God. On the other hand, a cat says, you pet me, you feed me, you shelter me, you love me, I must be God. You see the difference? Sino dito, may katabi kayong mukhang pusa? Or amoy pusa? <laughs> no, kidding aside. Uh, we're not here to, to tell you which is a better pet. But I think you get the picture here. When you look at a dog, every time the master is there, they will like wiggle their tail. And they will be so energetic. They're so excited. Parang, master, master, parang, ah, you're here. I've been waiting for you the whole day. Ako yung favorite pet ni Odie. That's why I'm named Joe Pet. Guys, please naman, sana hindi lang yung maalala nyo sa preaching ko, ha? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say here, a dog is so excited when it sees its master. While a cat, it doesn't care about anything. It would approach you and they would like, give me a belly rub. After you're done with me, feed me. I know that because we have a pet in our house, in our home in Jensen. The cat would just like, Come here, Nemo. Come here, Tashi. They're like, wala. But yung aso naman before, si Blazer, yung pag namin, pagdating pa lang, alam not only na sira na yung sapatos at saka tinyalas namin, but you would just see the excitement. Woo, woo, woo. Yo, Kuya Jopa. Di ba? Ganun na yung aso namin. We trained him. Anointed eh. <laughs> now think about it. What is our theology? Is it a cat theology that is about us? That God, you are powerful, so submit to me. Or you're like a dog. <laughs> the, the point is that, has your life been about the master or has it been about you? There's this quote by Martin Luther wherein he said, the essence of sin is that man seeks his own in everything, even in God. So you see, a dog knows its master, it wiggles its tail, it jumps for joy and excitement when its, when its master comes. But here's the thing, you are not a dog. You are a child of God. Tell the person beside you, you are a child of God. <laughs> so the question is this, who is Jesus to you? Is he the master of your life? And here's a question I want us to really be confronted with. Does your knowledge and experience of Jesus lead you to worship Him? Or has it been all about you? Let's continue with the verse. In verse 17, it says here, And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Hindi niya po last name yung Barjona. But in, 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 in their culture, Bar means you're the son of Jonah. So, so Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So, so Jesus was commending Peter for his declaration, for his answer, that you know who I am because the Father has revealed to you who I am. And then he said this, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, in some churches, this has become a source of confusion. 
Because some people would say that Peter, because sinabihan siya ni Jesus that you, upon, you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church. And so some people would say that, so is Peter the head of the church? Is he the first pope of the church? And for us to better understand that, we need to understand it in its original language. The word Peter, diba, from Simon, he was called Peter. The word, the name Peter in, in, in Greek, it means Petros, which means a stone, a little stone. And when Jesus said, and you are Peter, Petros, and upon this rock, now the word rock is Petra. So Peter, Jesus never said, you are Petros, and upon this Petros, I will build my church. So what Jesus is saying, you are Petros, Peter, and upon this rock, Petra, I will build this church. So the question is, what is this rock? Absolutely, it's not Peter. But it is the truth and the declaration that Peter confessed that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. You see, there are doctrines and beliefs that people have embraced saying that Peter is the head of the church. He is not. In fact, when you talk about, when you talk about the church, it is the collection of all people who come to faith in Christ Jesus as Savior. It, is, it exists only because of the central truth that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That is the power that keeps the gates of hell from overcoming those who are in Christ, His people, the church. Now, what we're trying to say here is because we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of God, the truth of God, the purpose of God is, is, is doing its work in and through us. So when you talk about the church, the church is not a place you go to. The church is Christ's gathered people redeemed for His glory. The church... Now, when you look at Victory, this is a local church. But when you talk about the church, the universal church, that is the body of Christ. The called out ones, the people that Christ has purchased. And all together, according to studies, that's, there's like 2.4 billion Christians in the world. Imagine if all of these 2.4 billion people in the world, we would faithfully serve Jesus Christ. Imagine if we would live holy lives, pure lives, Imagine how different marriages would be. Imagine how different nations would be if, if the church would do its part to be the church. So the church is Christ's gathered. Everyone say gathered. Gathered people redeemed for His glory. It means we are the church. It means we are God's people so the church is not just a place we go to to learn about God. Now, how many of you appreciate that we get to talk about God, hear the Word of God every Sunday? It's great. But understand that the church is not just a place that you go to to listen to the Word of God. The church is a gathered people we grow alongside with in worship to God. In short, if you're writing notes right now, listen to this. The church is called to gather to be together. Maybe for some of you, the past two years, you've been uh, satisfied with just simply watching a service. But watching a service is not worshiping alongside God's people. Because in reality, um, there was a time that we would record, and alam nyo, nakakatawa tag yung pandemic, ang dami naming bloopers. We would record our preachings, and then may, may mga tumatahol, may mga mga manok na, alam mo, ang ingay talaga, buti lang pagkatapos ng service na ihaw na agad. And we would, we would really intentionally re record our, ourselves in preaching. And then we would premiere it. Have you watched that? And so we, as we would, as we would play that, or premiere that on a Sunday, we're like, in the beginning, we're like, oh, tatayo kami ni Odi sa bahay namin. We're like, we would worship God, God gladly. And then, as months would pass by, we would simply like sit down and watch the service. It's really different when we gather together. And you see one another, you're like, hey, how are you? What can I pray for you? What are you believing God for right now? 
one of the most difficult things during the pandemic was when a church member would have COVID. And as a pastor, you would want to visit, but you can't. And so what you only do is you just really pray to God, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen this person, Lord, that you would spare his life, Lord, that, that no, no death will ever happen. You, uh, you want to be with people, but you can't. Understand that as a church, we're called to gather. Watching a service is different from worshiping together. And you see, we're never created for online interactions. We are created for face-to-face, -face, interpersonal relationships, interactions. I remember, remember, I'm not sure if you can remember this, but there was a time, I think it was last year, where I had a really huge pimple here. Hindi nyo Aso di kayo service So, I recorded a, a, a preaching, and then there was this huge pimple. And then, I, I also preached here. So, we recorded, and at the same time, I preached here having this huge pimple. And people were asking, Pastor, what's that? So, I used that as an illustration. The sabi ko lang, suffering, it's like pimple. It's painful, but it's temporary. So, I said that. And so, Audi suggested, my love, magpaderma tayo. Sabi ko lang, I'm afraid of derma kasi ang sakit eh. But because it's really growing, so we decided to go to a particular derma. The moment we got there into one of these derma clinics, we asked, hi, can we see the doctor? And then the attendant said that, oh, uh, the doctor doesn't meet up with people right now. It's just online. And we're like, okay, so how does it go? We take a picture of the pimple, we send it to the doctor, and that's online consultation. And we're like, how much is that? Sinabi yung presyo, parang, wow, teka lang. Online? Mahal? And so what happened was, we looked for another derma clinic. And then we get to that derma clinic, and we're like, oh, pastor, you're here. I'm like, oh. And iba yung care, tiningnan, inasikaso. I'm like, people are created to be connected. In the same way, the church is designed to gather. Yes, we will still have face masks. There are still things that we get to do. But understand, we are called to share lives with one another. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, I'm going to share my life with you. <laughs> Tell that person, wala kang choice. So we want to encourage you, do join a victory group. Do join a victory group. One of the things that I, I, I always look forward to is really having our victory groups. Last Wednesday, last Wednesday, we met here. Super fun. Just being with couples. Then last Friday evening, we were here with some singles. Just amazing. Sharing lives with one another. So understand that the church is the gathered people of God redeemed for His glory to show people of who Jesus is. And then verse 18, as we end, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. Everyone say, I will build my church. In short, hindi po tayo yung nagbibuild ng church ni Jesus. It's God who builds His church because it is His church. So this is the truth that I want us to understand. Christ will build His church our role is to be faithful. Okay? Christ will build this church. Our role is to be faithful. Tignan mo katabi mo. Mukha bang faithful? Or mukhang unfaithful? Nice. So listen up. It's never our role to build a church. As a pastor, I'm not called to build this church nor to grow this church. My role is to be faithful. My role is to be faithful in everything that God has entrusted to me. With the gifts that I have, with the relationship that I have, God's call for my life is to be faithful. To be faithful in preaching the Word of God. To be faithful in reading and keeping His Word. To be faithful in serving the Lord. To be faithful in making disciples. To be faithful in giving generously. To be faithful in giving sacrificially. To be faithful in giving to the poor, in serving the poor, in, to be faithful in preaching the gospel. So whatever our contribution may be in advancing God's kingdom, church, let's faithfully do our part. 
What are things that you have currently that you can add and contribute in advancing God's kingdom? When you talk about ministry, it's not always about being in church and serving in the ministry. For among you, you're like me. You were not born to sing. You're born to love. Eh? And not all of us can sing. I envy those people who can actually sing well. But I know that there are things that I can do. Like, I love people. Even if you let me spend time with people from 7 a.m. to 12 midnight, I'm all for it. And actually, yun ang schedule namin ni Audie this week. From morning until evening, is always with people. But understand that we have a role to play. And we are called to be faithful. In the same way, there's the opposite of faithfulness. Did you know what the opposite is? The unfaithfulness. We're talking about someone with divided devotion. Someone who is unfaithful. Someone who lacks commitment. Someone who has no involvement. Now, hindi ko kayo pinapatamaan. Now, kung hindi kayo involved, whether discipleship or any ministry, we're not here to tell you, hey, grabe, pa-Jesus-Jesus ka, hindi ka man nagsaserve. Hindi po ganun ginagawa namin. But what we're trying to say here is that you are the church. We are the church. And we are called to serve. We are called to preach the gospel. So the question is this, how's your relationship with the church God has added you into? If you're part of Victory Davao, my prayer is that you would be as involved, that you would be as passionate, that you would see, that we would see the, the, the most passionate version of yourself in every season of your life. You don't need for, for things to be in order before you start serving. Kahit mahirap, serve the Lord faithfully. Even when it's difficult, still serve. When you think that you don't have any talent, still serve and obey God in your life. The question I want to ask is this, are you being faithful or are you being unfaithful? I pray that, we, that when, when God returns or when Jesus returns, that he would see his church pure, blameless, ready for him. That we are his faithful bride awaiting for our Savior to come. Now, how do I want us to apply this word, two things. First, grow in your knowledge and worship of Jesus. Grow in your knowledge of worship and worship of Jesus. I pray that you would continually devour the word of God and abide in the word of God so that Christ will be seen in our lives. Not only that, I pray that we would worship Jesus not just when we sing songs, but with how we live our lives. Secondly, be passionately involved with his church. And when we talk about His church, we're talking about God's kingdom. And wherever you are, God has planted you there. Whether you're in, you work in the office, whether you're in the military, whether you're a government worker, whether you're a, a, a wife who, who prepares the home, you're, you may be a student. Wherever you are, listen to me, you are the church. And wherever we go, we represent Jesus. So our attitude matters. How we respond, how we respond to people matters. How we love people matters. So two things: grow in your knowledge and worship of Jesus, and be passionately involved with this church. If you want to know more how you can be involved, you can talk to me directly. Not only that, there's also a discipleship corner at the back. Don't pasalikod yung malapit sa giving box natin. You can you can talk to our staff. And they will lead you to a discipleship group. They will help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, as I end, I want to read this quote by John Stott. This is what he said about the church. If the church is central to God's purpose, as seen in both history in the gospel, it must be surely also be central to our lives. How can we take lightly what God takes so seriously. How dare we push to the circumference what God has placed at the center. Can we all read this together? Sabay-sabay po natin basahin. Go. If the church is central to God's purpose, 
as seen in both history and the gospel, it must be surely also be central to our lives. How can we take lightly what God takes so seriously and how dare we push to the circumference what God has placed at the center? Christ loves His church. That's why He gave His life for us. The question is this, do you love Jesus? Because when you love Jesus, it also means that you have to love His church. You can never say that, I love Jesus, but I don't like the church. Yes, you may not like some people because of the differences. But understand this, you're here because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lahat po tayo dito pantay-pantay. Jesus died for our sins. We're here because He brought us together. You're here because you are precious to Jesus. You're here because He expressed and demonstrated His love for you while we were still sinners. So we're not here to, to tell one another, I'm an older Christian. I've been in, the, in this church since a long, long time ago. Hindi po to patagalan. Do you know what matters most? It's our faith. It's about living in faithfulness. That's why my prayer is that just like what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy, wherein he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. How are you displaying that faithfulness to the Lord? How is your faith doing right now? The beauty of the church is that we get to share lives with one another. And when things are difficult, you go to the people who are loved by God, recipients of His grace, and together, you strengthen one another in His wisdom, in His love, in His grace. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank You. Thank You, Lord, for reminding us of Your goodness and Your faithfulness in our lives. Lord, thank You for You have established Your church Lord, the body of Christ, we're in, is a group of people composed, God, of, yes, different personalities, different family backgrounds. But Lord, we're united because of one thing. You are the Lord. You are the head of the church. And you have called us. Lord, you have added us. And now, Lord, we are being built up, God, in our cornerstone, which is you. So Jesus, we commit our lives to you right now. Lord Jesus, we, 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 we surrender our lives to you. And Lord, help us to be faithful. Lord, help us to be faithful Lord, to the very call that you have for us. And so Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for all of us in this place, Lord, may we be your church. And even as we have received and experienced your grace, may we dispense and dis demonstrate and display the same grace and love to the people around us. Lord, maraming salamat. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we all stand up? And here's practical application tayo. Again, we are the church. And here's what I want you to do. Can you just approach someone and maybe group yourselves into two to three? Okay? It could be your spouse or it could be someone else. But make sure that you get to approach someone. Go ahead. Be friendly enough. Hey, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord here. Please take the time. Get out of your comfort zone. Approach someone. Go ahead. Pakilala lang kayo. Lapitan nyo. Okay, approach someone. Say your names. Guys, walang forever alone dito, okay? So approach someone. Make sure that you're with a group. Okay? Introduce your names. Now, look up here. Look up here. Shh. After you introduce your names, here's what you do. Ask that person, what is one burden or what is one need that you need prayer for right now? And after you share, take the time to pray for one another. Can we do that? Share one need or burden that you have, and then whether it's provision, it's healing, it's a community, share with that person, and then in the next seven minutes, take the time to pray for one another. Okay? Go ahead and start praying.
Last one minute. We can stop. We can start wrapping up our prayers. Lord, thank you that we get to believe in faith, God, with our church community. Lord, we declare, God, healing. We declare your power. We declare your provision. We declare, Father God, Lord, your name to be glorified in our midst, in our lives, in our families, in our relationships. We pray in Jesus' name. Can we all stand up as we close in prayer? One, one extra mile that I want you to do today is before you go home, try to add someone in social media and follow each other. It's great to have mutual friends in church, even like friends, friends in church. Let's, let's not do life alone. In fact, as a church, let's do life, let's do faith, let's do God's mission together. Okay? Okay, Vataya? Can we all lift up our hands before the Lord? Lord Jesus, thank you for saving us. Thank you, Lord, for transforming us and changing us for your glory and honor. I pray right now, Lord, that you'd bless your people. Lord, that you'd fill our hearts with your purpose. Lord, that you'd fill our hearts with gladness. So, Father, I pray that you'd bless every single one of us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Lord Jesus, you're our peace, and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us, everyone. Have a great Sunday. God bless you all. See you around.